0: I'm Fred Goldstein with Accountable Health, and I'm here today at the Jefferson School of Population Health, Population Health Colloquium 2015. This is the 15th year of this event. It's been excellent so far, and I'm excited today to be joined by you, Esther Dyson, and Esther runs The Way to Wellville, which is an incredible program that we'll get into uh, around how do you create health in communities. So welcome, Esther.
1: Thank you. Good afternoon, I guess.
0: It's good afternoon to you as well. And can you tell me a little bit about the genesis for The Way to Wellville?
1: So, it it began in many ways, like most things, it has a lot of different parts to it, but I was a mild-mannered tech analyst and investor, and as the internet and everything developed, the problems they started solving were really small and, I thought, rather trivial. So ultimately, I think the biggest challenge, whether it's national security or you know, survival of humanity or whatever is in fact our health. How do we keep our bodies sustainable in a world where we have so much abundance that we're actually destroying our bodies rather than positively challenging them and maintaining them. So it's not a question of self-discipline. I think it's really a question of the environment that people live in. And So I moved from health care to health wanted to do something kept thinking somebody should do it then realize oh I'm appointed uh, then I found a CEO who is actually the person who runs way to Wellville I'm I'm the founder and right now the sole donor unfortunately but Rick brush our CEO runs it and then I interfere all the time
0: so you've really come at this community-based health creation initiative the way to Wellville from the private side, which I find really fascinating. So, what do you, as you look at it with your diverse background, obviously, as you said, in tech, investing things, what do you think you could bring to it that makes it a little unique from maybe some of the other approaches that are out there?
1: Well, I come to it without all the knowledge and the experience, and including the learning experiences that people in the field already have. I also come to it with, let's say, a lack of fear of failure. You know, I just want to make this work. I don't think I know everything. I don't think... So I'm willing to experiment. I'm also willing to learn quickly and try something else. You know, and then there are other things, some basic principles of what we're doing. It's five communities. They are all under 100,000. They're all self-contained. So you get better data collection. You get more... If you like, positive reinforcement among the different parts. And perhaps most importantly, you said I come from the private sector. And I do. But to change a community, to produce health, which is not a single individual. Health is the product of your environment, the food supply, what other people are doing. To do that, you need collective action. In a place of under 100,000 people, you can do that genuinely through collective action. In the world at large, ultimately, it is going to require government interference. I don't want to go lobby in Washington. I'd rather create evidence and a model, not of this is the perfect program, but a model of what does it look like when all these things interact positively, because that will encourage other people who want to do the same thing. It will encourage government intervention around healthier food in schools, it will encourage government to pay for things we don't pay for right now, including mass transit, various kinds of medical care, but also possibly subsidizing healthy foods, maybe even taxing mm-hmm. bad stuff. Uh, things like housing, you know, it's yeah. we treat too many things as moral issues that are really more scientific environment
0: issues yes and I guess I probably misstated that talking about coming from the private sector it was more along the basis excuse me of that you're coming at it from outside healthcare. As you talked about it with this wealth of tech background but I also have been extremely impressed with how broadly you're looking at the issues within these five communities as you talked about it's it's about housing it's about jail it's about access to food and those really are truthfully the underpinnings of community health aren't they
1: they are, and I mean, you could say, sort of, poverty is a huge part of it. And of course, poverty itself is the result of lack of access to jobs, uh, transit. All these things all interact. And the challenge is, you can fall in the hole through any of them: lose your car in a crash, uh, lose your spouse in, you know, marriage didn't work out. Somebody in the family gets sick. Uh, Any of these things can happen and suddenly you're in the hole and then things pile on because you have no money, you have no access to transit, your kids become a problem. So how do you create a situation where it's normal to be healthy instead of a situation where all you have is bad choices and you don't have the resources to climb out?
0: So can you give us some examples of what maybe some of these communities are doing that are some of these unique approaches?
1: The the approaches are not unique. They are really, really boring. They're better food in school, they're early childhood education, they're diabetes management. What's unique is doing them at scale, vigorously, and measuring them, being accountable for outcomes. So it's, you know, we don't care how much you put in, we care what people get out. And what we're trying to do is bring that bring that accountability support to communities that are they don't have investment bankers hanging around they don't have Sodexo calling on them they're they're small and so they need to do it themselves so we're kind of like an in-situ business accelerator we're not running the programs we're saying how can we help you can we assist you writing this grant proposal can we assist you in designing this program that will be worth funding because you look at where the money flows are. I mean, most of these things, if we actually did them, save a lot of money, but it's five years out. So you need a credible story of how that money is going to be saved five years out. And two, if someone is the entity that's going to save that money is probably not the same entity that needs to spend it now. So how can you create a financial flow that will include often an outside donor or social impact investor to make that happen? Because a municipal government can't spend three million now to save six million later because it just doesn't have the three million now even though every year it's spending five million on health care costs or you know, dealing with truant children and people in jail and addicts and all these problems that really cost more to handle than they cost to fix, but you have to fix them now to make that savings
0: and i know at previous conferences you've talked to also about this issue of outcomes and and how do we measure the outcomes from these five communities you're doing have you moved any closer along that and sort of figured that out
1: um honestly no we're working with 100 million healthier lives and however they measure it we will be using that as the greater wellville challenge in any specific program you need to design it very carefully we're going to spend $5,000 on asthma prevention per child per year. We're going to save you know, let's say 8,000 per child because of emergency room visits and other kinds of care. Then we need to figure out who's going to do that, who's going to measure it, and who's going to pay for that outcome. So you have to be very crisp on the specific program. But what we believe underlying all that is that you have asthma prevention here, diabetes management there, jail readmission, early trial they all improve one another. If I improve the school food and then the parents are in a diabetes management program and we've also got this good food subsidy working with Walmart and uh, three quick serve restaurants in our community, then each of these things is going to work better because be supported outside where that program is
0: right so as you're going forward are there certain things you could use help with or you'd like to let people know hey if you've got this kind of expertise or if you're interested in getting involved with a project with us how might they go about doing that
1: we we need all kinds of help yet at the same time you know we can't first of all it's the communities where we, we want vendors who want to do pilot programs that will help manage the program you know, with maybe discounts on certain services or something, but it's like there are eight different people who all would like to help us with the care coordination part, and we can use only one. So it's, it's a challenge, but this is the fundamental challenge. It's not, oh great, there's a program, it'll work, it is, there is a program. Now we need the local capacity to to do it. So uh, you've heard the thing, you know, don't give a man a fish, teach him how to fish. Well, actually, what we're trying to do is help the communities build their own fishing schools. Because when we go away, the fishing school needs to be there to train more and more people to fish. It has to be sustainable. It's not a nice white lady from New York comes in with a program, and then, oh, three years, money's out, she's left. We don't know how to do anything. So, yes, you can help. And you can email me at e.dyson@hiccup.co, at hiccup.co or rick at rick at hiccup, h i c c u p.co. We, we do webinars for the 41 Greater Wellville communities. And we'd love your help. But at the same time, we understand that it's it's not like, oh, throw help over a fence. It's helping the communities to be Help have the capability to, to use these things to build something not it's it's not renting health it's investing in it so that you have the assets that produce health
0: That's really excellent. And ever since I've heard about your project, I'll tell you, I've been completely enamored with it. I know there are a bunch of different ways to look at how you create health and communities. And this is one that I'm really excited to to see come to fruition first. And now that it's beginning to go to see what can be done with it. And I really want to thank you for taking that cause up, up, for coming to the conference here and speaking as well. And obviously at some other conferences we've been at. And uh, that's it from Fred Goldstein and Nestor Dyson at the Jefferson School of Population Health, Population Health Colloquium 2015. When I.